and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. The Futura of Radio. The Futura of Radio. Radio. The future of radio. The future. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Maybe that is something that I need to be doing. Uh, it doesn't more seem like it's it, turning out very well. Yeah, but I could wear a cool hat. I would get to go on like adventures. It'd be very interesting. You know that nothing's like, stopping you it. from wearing a cool hat right now. Yeah, but I, you need a story. I mean, story. it wouldn't be cool if you're wearing it. You would just be wearing a hat. You need a story, though, if you're going to wear a cool hat and like be that whole thing. But just imagine, though, if I could tell everybody, like, oh, yeah, hi, how's it going? What do you do? I'm a treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. Have you ever successfully found a treasure before? Um, oh, yeah, you did with me when you started this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to delete that out of this podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We have a lot to get to today. We had our pal Steve Byrne stop by the show. Steve is in town at Helium Comedy Club. He is... He's just as cool as a cucumber. He's a cool dude. He is. Yeah, and he does really, really cool things. So he's in town to do stand-up, but he's also got a documentary that's premiering. He's got apparently a show, and he he told us he's got a show in the works with Vince Vaughn, um, all kinds of cool stuff. So we're going to play our interview with Steve here in just a little bit. And I do want to remind everybody that tomorrow... Saturday, the 24th, 2018, February 24th, 2018, will be Fun Employment Radio Experience Day at the Landmark Saloon. The first half is the ticketed side, which is the movie commentary. And, and thank you to everyone who's bought tickets. We are so, so excited. I'm I'm more so than Greg. I'm kind of like vibrating with the excitement. I know. It is. And we, we haven't been able to announce what the movie is. You can probably figure it out. But Sarah is very excited to watch it with everybody. Like I'm, I'm and making it the experience that I've never been able to have. Like I haven't had it, uh, so I am like I'm prepping. Like I'm buying. She's Greg been selling, telling me uh, everything that's going to be going on. Like some of the extra Greg's bonus just letting stuff. Me, yeah, he's letting me run with this, which yeah. I'm really excited. You're, about. you're running the show when yeah. it comes to this one tomorrow. So I'm just, I'm just going to say there are going to be there are going to be things there. So if you're going tomorrow to the movie commentary, uh, be prepared for a full. Experience. It's, it's going to be full so fun. Sarah experience is what you're going to be getting. If you want to know what, so. like, what I think is fun and what goes on in my head, like, I'm so excited to share it with everybody. So <laughs> I am just over the moon, and that's all I'm going to say. So, so tomorrow. the, the slash experience, you can get the tickets. So I'll be emailing everybody who did purchase the tickets. So we'll let you know about that. But plan on getting there at noon, and uh, and then after that, after 2 p.m., that's when Fun Employment Radio Bingo will be happening, and Bingo. that's open to everybody. So no matter where you are. Make your way to the Landmark Saloon at 4847 Southeast Division for bingo on Saturday. Also, if February, you're like, hey, I have my... oh I'm Saturday, February 24th at the Landmark Saloon with our fine sponsor, Not Your Mom's Iced Tea. Mm-hmm. Not Your Mom's Iced Tea is absolutely delicious, and they are going to be sponsoring it. So it's going to be a fun day. And also, I was just going to let you know that if you uh, are like, oh, you know, I want to go, but I have like my kid or I have a dog. Surprise, both of those things are allowed at the Landmark Saloon. They are. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, bring your bring your furry your your furry friends have to be on a leash. So do your babies. Your babies don't have to, but I mean, if it's helpful for it to be on a leash, then I don't know. Do you let babies just run around? I have no idea how they that works. don't. I mean, no, because usually the parents who are there are quite mindful of their children. But yeah. I mean, I don't need to tell anybody who listens to us to like not let their baby run around like a little banshee. Like, it's fine. I'm just letting you go with this. I, trust I, I feel them. like you're spiraling a little bit, but you're no getting it, you're you're figuring it back I'm out there. I'm solid. I'm set. I'm good so, to go. Anyway, come down and join us. Funemploymentradio.com slash experience. It's gonna be a fun, fun day out there. And let's talk about though something else that we're finding out about. Now there's 
it's about a potential treasure. Now, yes. I've talked about this before. You know, we have all of our side jobs in addition to the podcasting. And Please do not try and insinuate that your side job is a treasure hunter. Well, that's what I'm saying I would no. like to say that it is. Podcaster and treasure hunter? How badass is that, though, if I were to have that on my business card? Podcaster slash treasure hunter? Slash treasure hunter. Uh, that's a pretty awesome business card. And a really cool hat that I would get to wear. So I'm really focused, uh, for some reason, on the outfit of this. So the, it all You're started... You're always focused on the outfit. It all started because Sarah was talking uh, earlier today, before we started the show, about this whole thing that we had no idea that existed in Yellowstone. There is a bit of a sad note to this story, yeah. but Well, still, there are a few sad notes. Like, a few people have actually perished trying to find Because the treasure hunters, that's the risk that you take when you're mm-hmm. treasure hunting. So it's... Can you explain what it is? So there's this thing which, I'm I've gonna be never, looking for? which I've never heard of until today. So I was finding, you know, as I'm always, like, looking for World of Crazy Stories. So I found this thing, and it was just kind of assumed. Like, the way it's written, it seems like you should know about it, because it's like, oh, a search for the coveted forest fen treasure... Ended so it ended in someone's demise because they fall off a cliff trying to find this, um, trying to find this treasure. But I didn't realize that this was like a huge thing that people have been trying to find for years. So there's this thing called the Forest Fen treasure that is, is in this? yellow. That this guy named Forest Fen hid it somewhere. Okay, so the guy's name is Forest Fen. So his name is uh, Forest Fen. That's a cool name. He's he's an 85 year old millionaire, former Vietnam fighter pilot, self taught archaeologist, and successful art dealer. What he has done? <laughs> okay, really quick though, self taught archaeologist. Don't you have to get a degree for that? I mean, to call yourself an archaeologist. Technically well, speaking. Okay, if we're going to allow that, then when I say that I am an, a semi pro private investigator, that should be allowed too. Okay. Well, somewhere I guess so. This is what he's done. Like somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Um, a while back, he has hidden a bronze treasure chest filled with gold and tre- and uh, precious gems. Treasure! So he has actually hidden a bronze treasure chest, like, full of gold. And people have been trying to find this, I guess, for a long period of time. And what he did is he wrote a book with a series of clues. What? As to how to find this treasure called uh, The Thrill of the Chase. I've been starting to fall down this. I've been falling down this. So it's His name's Forrest Fenn. Um... So let's see, he says... So he, right, so he took this treasure chest and he put it somewhere in the Rocky Mountains? So he has hidden approximately a million dollars of his fortune in gold and gems in an old world bronze chest that uh, there's a picture of it if you um, if you look it up, Forrest Fenn bronze chest okay. treasure. All right. Um, so he paid $25,000 for the chest alone. So it's said to weigh about 42 pounds and much of the gold is collector's gold, meaning that it's much uh, worth much, much more than the face value of the gold alone because of its historical uh, importance. For instance, an ancient Aztec golden amulet. What? Is in there. Yeah. Ancient Aztec. I mean, basically, this is he's setting it up for like an Indiana Jones style. Treasure hunt. It says uh, everyone. Uh, it says um, anyone and everyone is invited to go out and look for his treasure chest, even his family, because no one except for him knows where it is, and he hasn't written it anywhere. And when he dies, he's eighty nine years old. When he dies, it's going to go to the grave with him. Really? He's not going to tell anybody. Okay. There's a couple of things with this. One, uh, what a brilliant way to just make a bunch of money. I, I hid treasure somewhere. You guys can go find it and then make a career out of that. But also, if he did do this. How cool would it be, though, if I were the person to go out and find it? Because I think that I could make a pretty amazing treasure hunter. I bet if I read through that book, I could probably figure out some of the clues. I would get to wear the cool hat, and then I would get to wear, you know, like a, like an overcoat. I could probably wear the duster I've always wanted to. That's what a treasure hunter does. And imagine, like, me just walking around, like I'd go into a bar or something and sit down with my duster and my hat on. And they're like, oh, what's that guy's story? Have, like, a weird amulet around my, uh, around my chest, you know, that I wear, and, like, weird, like, trinkets. 
I mean, people are like, what's that guy's story? He's okay. Like, oh, that's Greg. Well, this is, I can totally see that He's you're already like pretending hunter. to be like the Indiana uh, Jones version of the character in Ready Player One. Like trying to figure mm. out all of the like. Yeah, be along the those lines. And everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there is a poem, which I can't believe we have never heard of this before. Yeah, I, I usually I I keep track of this stuff. Like I know about the Oak Island one. All right, and to specify, there isn't an uh, an ancient Aztec amulet in there. I'm just using. I'm just realizing that he was using that as comparison to how like when it was created, and then now its worth is much more significant because of its historical value. Okay. Yeah. All so right. it's just a bunch of gold and gems in a twenty five thousand dollar bronze okay. treasure case. All right. Yeah, in a chest hidden somewhere in the Rockies. So what are what are some of the clues? Do we do we have some clues that go along with a, it? Here is Forrest. Let's see. What's his name? Forrest Fenn? Yes. Forrest Fenn's poem. Ooh, yes. With okay. nine clues. So if you figure out these nine clues, you'll be able to find out. I'm going to solve them right now. Okay. Here's his, here's his poem with uh, nine clues to a million dollar treasure. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where and hint of riches new and old. Begin at where warm waters halt. And take it in the canyon down, but not too far, but too far to walk. Put it below the home of Brown. The home of Brown. Um, so it could be like a pile of dirt or it could be yeah. people named the Browns. All right. Porta potty. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down. Your quest to cease. But Terry scant with marvel gaze. Just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Okay, yeah. I said this at first as a joke saying porta potty, but I think uh, people in our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, six ninety nine a month the first week is free. Announcement's coming about that next week. Uh, but Ever just said, yeah, it all sounds like a restroom. It does. This is sounding like, there were is it a rest stop? So this began, it's a rest stop. So this began. Mm, nope, I've got it. I've got it. It's a rest stop off of what's the freeway that goes through the Rockies? Whatever that is, it's at a rest stop. It's near that because it's where the hot water stops. So you get hot water. In the rest stop, but then after that, you know, there's no more hot water because it's cold. It's in the Rockies. And there's a little embankment behind it, and there's probably like a creek back there where you pull over to the side of the road. It's hidden down by that creek beneath a rock, and are, there's a little marker on there. So yes, there, I found it. There are other people out there who are trying to, like, mislead other people. So Forrest Fenn says, only listen to his poem as the source of the hints because other people have started huge like websites trying to find, like making their own cheat sheets uh-huh. but they're just mil- misleading other treasure hunters. Oh. This is a whole community I want to get involved All in. Right, well, he has some he has some, he has uh, some hints located above 5000 feet and below 10000 feet. Okay. At least 8.25 uh, miles north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Not in a graveyard. Wait, Santa Wait, 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 wait. What? It's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I thought this was in Yellowstone or near Yellowstone. Santa Fe is not near Yellowstone. That's what it said. It said near in the Rocky Mountains. By San- oh, Santa Fe, probably Santa Fe. I'm thinking Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's probably Santa Fe, Colorado or something. Oh, it's saying Santa Fe, New Mexico. What? You're the one that knows all the states. I don't know. I'm just like reading what's in front of me. Huh. All right. So it also says it's not in a graveyard, not in an outhouse, and not associated with the structure. So that's off. Well... Okay, I'm this not. Is, this entirely... is him. This is him. He's not lying. 
We don't know that. All right, so it's not in a house, not associated with a structure, not in a mine, tunnel, or cave, where warm water's halt is not a dam. The chest uh, weighs 42 pounds. So let's buy some hot springs. Uh, let's see. So Forrest Fenn published a map in his book, Too Far to Walk, and the chest is hidden somewhere on the map in the book. Okay. I think clearly I need to get to work on this. The treasure is in one of four states, either Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, or New Mexico. Okay. That's weird. That's and, a little bit And uh, you have to do the clues in leading. order. There are nine clues in that one poem, and you have to do them in order in order to find exactly where it is. And he gives you one clue for the clues. And begin it where the water, where the warm waters halt is the first of the nine clues. Okay, so it's by some hot springs. It's got to be it. It's by some hot springs. That's So I still think it's a rest stop. But it has nothing to do with any sort of structure. Would, That's what isn't he that said. something he would say though to throw you off? He's not going to throw you off. He wants someone to find his treasure. You're awful trusting on Forrest Finn. I, I mean, think he's trying to throw you off. To what does he have to lose? What if it's where one used to be? A rest stop used to be at this location. It's not there anymore. Boom. So we need to get a history of all the rest stops mm. in all four states. I'm going to need to get a team together to help me go through this because I'm kind of the leader guy. So I would be going out there with my hat and like. And actually doing the looking, but I need like a team of, you know, treasure nerds to scour through and get me the details. <gasps> Eddie says this sounds like a, re- a future fun employment radio trip. Looking for the treasure? Trying to find Forrest Fenn's uh, hidden treasure. Oh, boy. All right, uh, Cammy's saying the warm water clue is probably why people think it's in Yellowstone. Could be. There's, there's more hot springs, though, out there. So I, Okay, so I need my treasure nerds to look for rest stops near hot so springs. So that Greg can just reap the benefits. He just needs yeah. you to figure it out. I'll give you a clue when I write my book, when I write my memoirs, my treasure memoirs. All right, so memoirs. this is it. All right, so he has – all right, so you can find all of this um, – I, I don't know how to pronounce this website. It's, you can just find it by looking it up. But um, there are all these different, like, clues – that people have looked uh, up? Different, that, that people have looked up, and then he's given clues. Like, he's talking about how long it took him to get from one place to another in order to uh, to place the treasure where it was. I also think there's a 50-50 chance this is just a crazy old man. I don't think he's a crazy old man. <sighs> okay. All right, so one of the things is, did the same nine clues exist uh, when you were a child, or did they just start to exist in 2010 when you hit it? He said the clues did not exist when I was a kid, but most of the places the clues referred to did. I think they might still exist in 100 years, but the geography will probably change before we, we reach the next millennium. Oh. Okay. So they're building new rest stops all the time, because that's probably one of the big things. Okay. Well, uh, if you would like to apply to be part of my treasure hunting crew, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. It's also said there isn't a human trail in very close proximity to where he hit it. Okay. All right. I think I'm narrowing it down. I've got a pretty oh, good idea. Oh, within four states and, I'm, yeah, the huge mountain I range. I think okay. I've got a pretty good idea okay. of where this could be. I don't want to say it on the show right now, but I will say if you want to join my uh, treasure hunting group, then um, what should we call it? Like Nibbler's Expedition? We're not or naming it after you. Well, I mean, I'm going to be the one with the hat, so no. I mean, it's clearly going to be me. Who's going to be the leader on this thing? I mean, I'm going to be the face of it. Like, I'm going to get a bigger hat. And I'll do hat. the interviews. I'm getting a bigger hat and just making it. Are you kid. already splintering off? Yeah. Well, you want to have a rival. Mm-hmm. You want to be a rival. Nobody okay. would want to be on your team because all you'd be distracted with is the glory. All I'd be distracted with are the facts. I'd find it. No, you wouldn't. Oh, no. I absolutely would. No. Abraham uh, is asking, would there be any squatch hunting on the side? Possibly. Yeah, that would be great if we also found a Sasquatch while we were hunting for the treasure. See, and that's why. It's a double whammy. That's why. You're getting distracted already. You're looking for a Sasquatch. Meanwhile, I'm just looking for treasure. Uh, Cammy says, Greg Speditions. Ooh, that's got a little bit of a ring no. to it. 
We're on a Greg Expedition. Oh, that could kind of work, actually. Oh, Eddie says I'm nib- already thinking t-shirts what about and marketing. for gold. Uh, okay, Brahim and Hanna are already on mine. They're, they've already joined they didn't my team. Say, they didn't say that they're on your team. That they part of the Greg Expedition. Cammy gets an honorary spot as well for naming it. So, yeah, exotic Greg Expedition. You wouldn't even know about this had I even had I not told you about this. So, I mean, we're still going to have the treasure. I mean, you can either join up or you're going to be a rival. And rivals, sorry, at the end of the day, the glory is going to be all for me and you'll be sitting there at home watching me on television. Wow, or else duster. you can be this guy who, who wrote the fan site about him who's been trying to find it for years. He has gone 70 different times. Wow. Within eight years from his home in Washington State to the Rocky Mountains to look for the hidden treasure. Dang. 70 times and he hasn't found it. He's going to be really mad when we find it first. Oh, okay. All right, well, we'll get to work on that. I'll set up a, a website and I'll get some photos taken. Um, so we can wow! So if you want to fall down this rabbit it. hole, it's actually quite fascinating. So it's Forrest Fenn and his and his treasure hunt. Have you ever done any? You've ever read anything about the Oak Island one? They've filmed documentaries about this one now. So Oak Island is this island. I think it's off of Nova Scotia. Is this the one you talked about with the family that disappeared? Like one guy went searching for it and he disappeared, and then like somebody else went searching. for no, it? No, no, that's talking about Lost City of Z. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. that's an actual. Yeah, that's a that's a true story about. Uh, and I'm forgetting his name, but they just did a movie about it and everything. And there's a there's a book about that. That's the guy who was looking in South America for the lost city of gold, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a whole other thing. No, Oak Island is this island off. I, and again, I think it's Nova Nova Scotia, but somewhere New Brunswick, somewhere up in in northern Canada. And there's rumored to be a pirate's. Like, a, or not a pirate, there's rumor to be treasure buried at the bottom of this shaft. And they've done all of this search on it, and the shaft was built with all of these catches, so you dig down a certain way, and then it'll flood with water. And there's there's whole documentaries about this. There's all this these people trying to get down to dig to it, but they can't get to it, even with modern technology. So they're, they're trying to go, like, different routes and different ways. There is, I believe with the radar, they determined there is something at the bottom of this shaft, but they can't get to it. They just can't get into it. No matter how they do, it's like it was planned out so that you couldn't get to the bottom. Oh, my God. There's so many websites dedicated to people just spending their lives trying to find this treasure. Trying to find Forrest Fenn's? This is insane. Trying to find Forrest Fenn's treasure. Okay. This is going to be a whole rabbit hole for me. Greg, you know what you need to bring? Hmm. You're going to have to bring your metal detector. Oh, yes. I'll definitely have my metal detector with me. Oh, of course. And uh, and the duster that I'm going to have to wear. I mean, I'm going to have to get some clothes. I'm going to have to start a GoFundMe for it. To help fund my expedition, my Greg expedition. Don't do that. You're fund not... the team. Join the team. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Greg. Join the treasure team no. for a Greg expedition. I love this idea. All right. Well, maybe we should play our interview with let's do, let's, Steve Byrne. Let's, let's talk to somebody who's smarter than us. <laughs> so right now, uh, yes. Uh, once again, Steve Byrne, comedian extraordinaire, who's in town at Helium Comedy Club. They've got he's got four shows. This is February twenty third. So today and tomorrow. So tomorrow. You could actually go to the Fun Employment Radio event during the day and then go see Steve at night. Absolutely. Yeah, heliumcomedy.com. That's where you can pick up the tickets. And we just kind of roll in talking about what he was doing last night because he went to the Multnomah Whiskey Library. That's what we're talking about. It's a place here in Portland. It's it's kind of a magical place, actually. It's like a whole – any kind of whiskey you could ever think of is there. Any whiskey you could ever dream of. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, but so anyway, he went there last night, and that is what we kind of roll in talking about. So here we go. It is Steve Byrne on Fun Employment Radio. Oh, the Whiskey Library? 
I've never been there. Actually, I filmed I two different things there randomly. That's the only time I've been able to get in there. Was one for Travel Portland and one for yeah, because uh, it's like quite a bit manual. of a wait, isn't it? Usually, yeah. unless you're it Steve Byrne. No, we had to wait. Oh, you had to wait. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. How long did you wait for? Uh, I don't know, maybe half hour, forty minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah, that seems about yeah. right. Yeah. No, I've always I've heard such cool things about it though. It's pretty amazing. All right. Yeah, we could just go. Like they got us. Um, because we did an interview with the, the head whiskey buyer or some, some kind of fancy title that the guy had. Yeah. And he took us back to where there's people that rent the lockers where they store their oh, like, really? like $1,000 cool. scotches in yeah. and different things. Yeah, so you can see them through the glass. I'm just like, that is worth a car. That's worth half wow. of my house. That's worth awesome. <laughs> That's worth a year's rent. Right, yeah. yeah. That, that's how I looked at it. But I'm like, I wanted to try all of them. It was yeah. just kind of crazy. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Have you, do you drink a lot of uh, whiskey and scotch? I, I drink Jameson, yeah. Jameson? Okay, yeah. yeah sure. Oh, you're an Irish whiskey kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had Pendleton? It's not Irish whiskey, but it's uh, from no. here. It's more of a like a Canadian whiskey. It's a little yeah, sweeter. Yeah, it's Canadian. I'm more yeah. of like a sweeter whiskey kind of person. Like Even though I am Irish, Jameson kind of kicks me in the ass. Yeah, I just don't like smoky whiskey. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the smokiness, but I like, you know, like... Are we on? Are we yeah, we'll just say we're on. Yeah. Sorry. We're on. Oh, we're on. Steve Byrne joining us right now. Yeah. Hello, Sorry. Steve Byrne. <laughs> I don't know if we're recording or we're just chatting, but... It's both. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, we were talking prior to mm-hmm. about the Whiskey Library. Yeah. And uh, I was literally on stage and I said, you know, um, if you if you have one place to go in Portland that you're going to get a drink, where, where should you go? And a bunch of people said Whiskey Library. So I said, oh, okay, I'm going to try that out. So I went there and... Great, I mean, the ambiance, it's beautiful, it's this wall of whiskey, I'm sure you guys know, but it, it was really cool, and the bartender there obviously was so knowledgeable, I was like... Yeah. Oh, that's probably a hard gig to get, like, you're like, I yeah. know everything about every single thing everything. in here. Everything, <laughs> yeah. every one of them, and so we got one of these tasting sample things where, you know, you get three different, like, you know, tasting glasses. We got the Irish, the Scottish, and then a Japanese whiskey, and he is going in depth, like detail about each one of these. And and I, I'll say when when you get that like history lesson, it makes you appreciate it that much more. Right. But I, I had an absolute great time. And uh, yeah, he's he's like, "What flavors do you like?" And I was like, yeah. "I don't like smoky." And he's like, oh, "Okay." So he just I was like, "Dude, whatever you want, man." Yeah, you just handpick yeah. it for me. Yeah. That's your. That's your you're the expert. I don't. I always find that stuff interesting. That somebody's that into it and they know that much about every aspect. Well, it's like a food, you have to like love being a foodie it. or anything. It's would, just like a yeah, yeah. but with alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> like you know yeah. all of, like the different components. Now I've worked with bartenders who like take great pride in knowing exactly like what process things go through, and it is yeah. interesting. It is that very knowledgeable. Yeah, couldn't have been nicer staff, and that that's part of it too. It's just like they were very very nice. I, I don't know. There was there wasn't like a uh, an attitude or. A, Snobbery or an arrogance about it. That's it was just good. Like, oh, no, we really are passionate about it, which I, I appreciate it. Where do you ch- ask that question um, everywhere you go? Of, of what? Of, of the oh, audience, like, where, uh, where's one place to go? No, I actually, I, it's rare I ever ask that because normally nowadays I'm 43, I got two kids, I rarely yeah. go out. But um, our, <laughs> our opening act, Patrick, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, he, he 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 needed a night out. Let's just say that. So gotcha. I was like, all right, let's. Uh, so you let's were being go. a good friend. I was being a good friend, and we went out, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. But normally, you know, you kind of hear from the staff where the good spots are. Yeah, and like what's you know, no velvet ropes, no wait list or anything. Just mm-hmm. like a normal. I, I love dive. Where do bars. local people go? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, what I love about this city, I, I noticed um, today for the first time after being here so much. I love the signage everywhere. 
everywhere you go, there's like this kind of like throwback font to every business, and there's great signs. There's like huh. you you don't see that no, in a lot right. of cities. There's there's like these very corporate logos that they probably just go to some sign factory and say, you know, just come up with something and just give us a cheap sign. But here, everywhere, there's like a real artistry to all the signage that I thought was really kind of like, it, it, it lends more to the personality and the vibe of Portland, which I appreciate. You know, living here, I overlook that completely. I don't even think about it just because I'm so used to seeing it. But you're right. Yeah. yeah everybody does have kind of a unique sign. Even in this on. neighborhood, there was like yeah. Oh, yeah. really cool, like just classic stuff. It's like, I'd buy that t-shirt mm-hmm. if that was like a, a, a yeah. cool logo, yeah. Oh, that's why it's fun living in this neighborhood because we both live in Southeast Portland in this area that yeah. we're in, and it's like kind of artsy and fun. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other places I could recommend. Well, if you like dive bars, you should definitely go to the Landmark Saloon. Well, I I will say this: I got so banged up last night. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. You don't look it, man. You look. I good. woke up and uh, well, I had I had a great Korean barbecue mm-hmm. at Bento Korea on whatever that street is, but oh my god, I look. My mom's Korean. My mom is a great cook, and this meal was on par with my mom's cooking. Wow! Which, uh, I I would never really say that out loud. <laughs> How would you tell that to your mother? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it to my mom, but my God, this guy! And I got talking to him, and you know, typical Korean immigrant. And what was beautiful is I was sitting there and I was eating lunch by myself, and they were doing the replay of the U.S. Uh, women's uh, hockey, the hockey team, yeah, the the gold game, and. When they were playing the national anthem, I was sitting there eating lunch, and you're just taking in the moment of watching these women and four years in the making, and they did something that hadn't been done in 20 years um, since the women did it in 98, I think it was. And mm-hmm. uh, and th- this Korean uh, immigrant is sitting there, and he's watching the Olymp- – and he's singing the national anthem to himself kind of under his breath, and you're just like – Wow. It's like that's what it's all about. I'm so yeah. glad I came here and gave him my money when I could have eaten at uh, you know 15 other places as I was walking down the street. And I was just like I, I was really I don't know in that moment it was just like that's that's what it's all about. I think especially these divisive times mm-hmm. and everything with the immigration policies and stuff. You just like it, it was it was a really sweet moment. And I got talking to him afterwards, and he's just moved and hopped all over the country. And he's like, this is my passion and. I love cooking, and uh, yeah, so I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to come here every day. Wow, so. you that like you come really to Portland cool. and just do it right. Like you're like, all right, I'm going to find yeah. all the coolest places, befriend everybody, yeah. no big deal, <laughs> and then look awesome with the hangover because I can't tell that you're. Oh, no, I'm definitely hurting. Uh, we have some ibuprofen <laughs> over there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> I know, you. I know you neglected all the other beverages I offered. So you like some ibuprofen? <laughs> yeah, because you were just on television, right before this, just on TV doing the morning yeah. TV show. Yeah, they were super nice over there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're just a game day player. Like, there's no I'm just a game powering sleeper through. is what I'll be in about <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Do you still have more people to talk to? No, this is, it, it's 